0: Bare naked. bare naked, Bare Naked, Bare Naked, ABCs. Welcome to the Bear Naked ABCs, where we review each Bear Naked Lady song alphabetically from 7 to Y. I am reveling in the opportunity from last week. It is something that I had wanted to do for a long time, and Susan was a wonderful guest. Um, I guess you could say I feel like uh, I'm in a daze. I feel as though it, it really it didn't really happen. Did we really interview her last week, Aaron, or was that just some part of a, a vision it was like that a, I had? It was the,
1: like a crazy dream. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah,
0: that I had in the middle of the afternoon, like in the middle of a meeting at work, like uh, at, during the day. It you was mean? like yeah, I don't know. It's
1: like beating a dead horse metaphor. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, not literally. <laughs> anyway,
0: this week I'm joined by. Aaron. Michelle. And we are joined this week by Greg from This Might Be a Podcast. He reviews some band or another that might. I don't know. They might be Lilliputians. <laughs> they must they, be giants. They,
1: they, it's. They,
0: they
2: there may they it, might it's, be It's their. There may be giants. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's another group of musical dorks, you know. Uh, appropriately enough, I just heard that. Uh, The Terry Gilliam film, The Man Who Killed uh, Don Quixote, is actually finally going to get released. So uh, there you go. Very excited to see that. Hmm. Since that's where they got their name, I'm a huge They Might Be Giants fan, uh, Greg. I'm not sure if these guys told you, but yeah. it's almost it's rare that an episode goes by that I don't make some kind of comparison. I that was they might going be to say,
3: Aaron <laughs> mentions them on a weekly basis. Yeah, I've, I've mm-hmm. listened to a
2: handful of your guys' episodes. I've heard it uh, a couple times. There may have been one I, that I didn't oh yeah get yeah. On. I'm trying to know. <laughs> there's my there's nice. my flans well. my
1: flans pick. Nice. <laughs> We can compare <laughs> Aaron merch. might
0: miss an episode every now and I gotta, then, but it's I gotta, pretty I rare. I got a pick from
1: John Flansbury, so I've seen them live a couple times, and yeah. I'm actually on a tribute <clears throat> album called They Pay Tribute. My friend oh. and I made a band called They Might Be Gaints. That switched the I and the A around in Giants, and we we covered fingertips, and it was hilarious and crazy Wait, okay,
2: hold on. I'm actually in the middle of recording my fingertips episode. I'm doing a a huge thing. There's no spoiler alerts, but I'm doing something special with fingertips. But me and the guy who uh, uh, are doing it, uh, we couldn't quite get through all of it in one night, and (laughs) <laughs> he, he got pretty drunk and i got pretty tired and uh so we're going to pick it back right. up but if i can where can i find this to cuz we play covers and stuff in um, the podcast i'm not
1: sure hold on let me i don't know if it's on the podcast or like you Spotify could just send me i could send you like an mp3 yeah
2: that would totally be that'd be awesome man be yeah perfect. we'd love to have
1: you have you play it it was a lot of fun it was um it, quite a challenge, as you might imagine. Yeah, <laughs> heard that. So,
2: <laughs> I mean, they're a challenging man to cover as it is. I mean, I just yeah. did like ten covers of theirs over the weekend at my awesome. We did our first live episode about "Don't Let's Start," and then we did a tribute, <laughs> tribute set after with a bunch of my friends, like in different combinations, doing uh, all sorts of songs. But yeah, I played some accordion on "Don't Let's Start" as well as a bunch of other ones. Excellent! So, nice. uh, wow. Yeah, I played accordion on some. I'm a I'm a music teacher, I should say that, and I've I went oh, awesome. to school to play pretty much everything, like I'm a band teacher and stuff. I have my specialties, but I played guitar on some songs, played drums on a song, played bass on a song, played accordion on a bunch of songs and then some piano and some synthesizer stuff. But yeah. Whole whole bunch yeah. of stuff. And their songs are so hard to cover and then fingertips. It's oh, yeah. like oh. I mean they are they are I mean, I'm treating them like the separate songs, which is part of the gag for what I'm doing with Fingertips. I like their own little songs. But then Mm -hmm. when you string them together, it's like you're just hopping genres constantly. So uh, uh, the band hops genres as it is, but when the songs are only six to ten seconds long. It's like a microcosm of the They Might Be Giants experience. Yeah, it's like like Whiplash.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to hear that, so you should send it my way. Yeah, I'd I'd be happy to. So check out this might be a podcast, guys, because if you like bare naked ladies, I dare say there's a very good chance that you will like. They might be giants. They're they're both very kind of quirky, and they they kind of cover a a whole breadth of different subgenres within rock and even outside of rock. You know, jazz and fusion and all kinds of other influences. And you know, they're both the thinking man's rock. They really are. Yeah, they really are. True, (laughs)
0: indeed. A lot of tongue in cheek.
1: If you you know if you if you've always aspired to be a Radiohead person but you just can't stand being that depressed, <laughs> check out They Might Be Giants,
2: or or at least their when your vitamin lyrics. D kicks in, switch
3: yeah. on over. They, they Might Be Giants
2: they they've made a career out of making depressing lyrics fun. Yeah, no, that's true. It that's true. that's very
1: depressed. true of B&L as well. Especially Stephen Page has that yeah. like twist. Mm-hmm. Reap you do kind of a. Uh, I also am a big fan of uh, Get Set Go. I don't know if you guys know Get Set Go, but Mike, no. Mike TV does yes. some amazing, very, very depressing or angry lyrics, but really, really beautiful sounding major songs. And it's just like such a great <laughs> contrast. Yeah. So shout out to Mike TV Live uh, at Twitch. He, he does live shows all the time.
0: Oh, interesting. So anyways, for this week for b and <laughs> a little bit of a divergence there. I know, right? This week we're actually covering a very... I would say a very different sounding song for Bare Naked Ladies. It's Daydreamin' off from Grinning Streak in
4: 2013. I'm gonna get it right one day.
0: Uh, it is a Kevin Hearn song. Uh, so you can already have some guesses about where I might be going this week. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know Tracy
2: you hates know, Kevin. But,
0: I mean, I,
3: I should. Uh, whoa,
4: whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know what's funny?
2: Uh oh. I should preface knew this I, was a Kevin I, I song can't.
3: before I even knew it was a Kevin song. Like the minute it started playing, oh. it's like, mm. this has got to be a Kevin song. And then I looked and I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> we love kevin. kevin we love kevin yes let that be understood j-
2: i will say right <laughs> off the bat that i think this song is pretty great but it is like way out of left field but again if it's if you treat them anything like they might be giants it's like nothing is out of left field nothing yeah, it's all left you know field. yeah yeah they <laughs> they haven't
3: in-
2: you know even even when you go through like i was just like kind of skipping around spotify because i i mean i wouldn't call myself a super fan by any means but I mean uh, skipping through like even like the top tracks on Spotify of course you got you know the obvious ones but even going through the obvious hits there's like you know the straight up pop rock songs there's some like they have some with folkier ones with accordion and then like you get these more electronic ones and it's very uh there definitely are a lot of parallels to they might be giants and they might be giants have rocked some pretty bumping electronic tracks too but fans aren't like what is this? Uh, this is like a, the remixing themselves. They're like, no, it's just another, they might be giant song. They just, you know, they wanted to do this. So they did it. So same yeah. kind of thing.
0: So this is a very electronic song. This is very much a keyboard song. Like it, you can almost tell that Kevin wrote this with the keyboards in mind and then added the other tracks or other, other instruments in after, um, or the other guys added extra stuff in after. Cause it's very more much keyboard prevalent. um, <clears throat> So why don't, we, why don't we take a moment and kind of head over for, to Aaron for the breakdown.
1: All right, let's break it down. In my analysis of this song, it, <laughs> it struck me that this was not really a traditional song structure. I mean, it kind of is. If you want to be as simplistic as possible in reducing this song down to kind of boiling it down to its elements, I guess I would characterize this song as intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Kind of an instrumental bridge, although it's really this basically the chorus changes. And then an outro. It's very, very simple. Nothing wrong with simplicity, but it's a very simple song. It's in the key of C major, adding to the simplicity of it. Uh, it's uh, at 120 <laughs> beats per minute. Now, I'm very curious to talk to Greg, since Greg's a music teacher. This song, to me, felt like it just kind of sat in C almost the entire time. Let's
2: you know, go ahead a, and let's sit in C right now. Let's yeah. see. What kind of beat yeah. do we want
1: here? <laughs> there we go. Oh, nice. We got a Casio... Yeah, it's uh, might it's be a an old Star Runner.
2: It's an old uh, Yamaha port-a-sound.
1: Uh, I do yeah, have a
2: like, Casio tone over in the corner here oh, as nice. well as a Roland Juno 60 analog <laughs> synth. This was my wife's uh, when she was a little girl. This is bringing me back. I have some other stuff like I have a Texas Instruments speaking Music that was mine from Ooh, when I was a kid. Nice. I've I've got a whole bunch of uh, dorky little toys. I'm all here. the toys, man. classics, but <laughs> but yeah, this song, you know. For, despite being, I mean, m- most most musicians at least can tinker around on a keyboard. Keyboard is, you know, the piano is one of those instruments where you you know, you just press the key. You don't need to really have proper technique to like mm. you know bash out some sort of song on it. Doesn't he mostly play guitar? I mean, honestly, like you guys are gonna have to correct me on a lot of stuff here, but doesn't he mostly play guitar live, or does he play keyboards too? Kevin's the keyboard. He, guy. Kevin
3: plays keyboards. Yeah. He can't play he
0: can't play guitar. Okay. He can't play a lot I, of you things. You know, I saw a live
2: video of him doing. Because I saw a live video of him doing this song on acoustic guitar.
1: That's what that's I what threw me. He's him. able to
0: yeah. vary it up quite a bit. Okay. so they're um, all kind of
1: I think at least multi instrumentalists to a certain extent.
2: Right, right, right. I mean, it's a it's the best key to noodle around in. So if yeah, he's it's just he's like really easy to... yeah, if he just sets like a little drum machine rolling for like <laughs> you know twenty minutes and then just kind of noodling <laughs> around, it's just like well, let's sort through that and see what came out and and uh, it, it's well, let's talk about that. For well, a second. Yeah.
0: Was this was this Tyler or was this a drum machine?' Because I heard no fills on this entire song
1: uh I'm pretty sure it was it was either electronic drums or like it was just really quantized, but uh, yeah, I, I'm guessing it was probably it could have been electronic drums uh, these days, especially with these like superior drummer things they have where they actually take like recordings of actual drums and you can track it out on MIDI. It's mm-hmm. actually really hard to tell sometimes if it's if it's live drums or not but yeah, it was very simple kind of beat it very easily could have been just electronically uh, laid out. Yeah, I'm currently, I
2: currently got sent a, a record to mix. Guys had recorded a record and were like, or they, they'd they record this one song that they wanted to put out as a single and they're mm. like, yeah, I don't think we did very well with it. Uh, can you try and fix it? So they sent it to me and I'm like, what's going on with these drums? Something that seems a little off. Like I'm a, I mean, drummers, drum is probably my strongest instrument. And they're like, oh yeah, that was on a Roland uh, V drums kit. So yeah, like, yeah, Like a really top line, electronic like, to kit. It. Yeah, so I'm like, because I could tell, yeah. Like, they, they sound really good, and they feel nice. Yeah. But, like, but. as a drummer, I could tell uh-huh. that it was not real Same. drums. So they just sent me, like, one track. And I'm like, mm, no, send me the MIDI data. So I'm getting the MIDI data of each oh, drum. Nice. So, so then can I use, can screw with it and use yeah. all of my because I've
1: I've oh I love like Superior Drummer where you can actually change the mic placement and everything it's so good. oh yeah there's there's some wacky stuff you can do yeah.
2: so I interviewed Marty Beller the drummer of They Might Be Giants on nice. my podcast yeah it was a surely really, that was Doctor Worm really good get <laughs> uh no actually we did an exclusive episode <laughs> I posted like uh, twenty minutes of it um in the thing and then uh, the rest of it's in the Patreon but <laughs> very cool um, very cool they did so they did an album with the only album that they might. Be giants have not produced themselves was uh the dust brothers co-produced their 2007 Mm. album the else and they're known for like stuff with beck and bc boys and stuff so there were these tracks where i was asking him about how like i'm like is that real drums or is that a drum machine or what and the one we were talking about in particular is a song called um upside down frown and he's like that that is me but then they they cut it all apart and did what they wanted yeah, with it. Yeah. So quantized it. so <laughs> you know yeah, and not even quantized. It. I mean, Marty is so good. He he's like you know he can lock into a click no matter yeah. what. No matter what you want, you could tell there's chunks that they're like, ooh, we love what he did in these four measures. Let's loop that a bunch, and mm-hmm. then you'll then you'll hear gotcha. different little parts come in. But you can definitely hear like it's so repetitive in a way that like you know is cool for a drum machine kind of thing. So with with daydreaming, it is kind of hard to tell because yeah in this i mean this record was 2013 so the technology was already there that really you can blur the lines in in lots of ways it could be a combination like you could do like yeah. live yeah, kick and true. snare live kick and snare but then put like that like little electronic hi hat over it or a lot of a lot of bands do that like where you'd like fake hand claps better than real hand claps so yeah. we'll put some of those over the real drums there's a lot of mixing going
1: on I- if you've seen,
0: I just miss Tyler filling in in there. Yeah, just
1: yeah. Well, he's he's like someone like Jimmy Chamberlain. I always think the best rock drummers are jazz trained. I'm not sure if Tyler's jazz trained, but it sure seems like he is. And it reminds me of um, oh damn, I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. I, I've had a rough <laughs> That's day. All right. It reminds you, it reminds <laughs> you of they might be giants. Let's work it. Back yeah, there to, we uh, go. <laughs> no, it's uh, a. <laughs> What I like to say about this song. It seems to sit in T and C pretty well for most of the song. And and then there's like sometimes it stays rooted in c as far as like that's what the chord is but then there's like an implied upward motion so that it was interesting to hear greg talk about just how easy it is to kind of play around in C because this sounds very much to me like someone just going like uh let's just walk up the keys and then we'll just kind of walk Mm -hmm. over here and then yeah because you have this motion that's like one two three four and then two three four six one or seven one i think it was and then um yeah, it's just kind of, and then sometimes it just bounces back and forth between one and four, the C to F, C to F. Um, and you, it, I don't know, it's just really, it's very, very simplistic, and it seems like someone to me, I envision this song coming out of someone just kind of sitting down, tinkering with the keys, and kind of playing, and be like, yeah, we can make yeah. a song around this, and just kind of jamming it out.
2: That's what I was thinking because, I mean, it all feels very, very nice. This is a very chill mm-hmm. song, like it all feels very pleasant. You know, I can see why they put it like in the back half of the track listing. You know, it's not going to be the the single, but I really, really liked it. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of synthesizers as well, yeah. and as a drummer, I do appreciate you know a cool drum machine programmed beat because I like programming them as well. I think you know the best programmed drum beats are going to be made by someone who could actually play it if they wanted right. to. But he's like, okay, well, I'm going to make it like th- you know this way, uh, and it's just very it's very chill. Like I was listening to it again when I came home from work, and it's kind of. You know, it's not a ballad necessarily, but it's not like in your face, it's in this nice little middle middle range. And being in C it's a pleasant key, it makes ple- it, you know, it moves around in pleasant ways and it's all just very uh Yeah, it's very it's very aesthetically pleasing to me. It feels like a daydream.
3: <laughs> what about you, Michelle? You've been <laughs> <kind of laughs> silent over there. <laughs> um I've been waiting to get a word in Edgewise. Oh, no, sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm um, kidding. <laughs> no, it's... Everything that you said, I have in my notes. It's not everything, but just like, um, Greg, you had mentioned that it was a positive song. I felt like it was really positive and had this nice, upbeat feel. Um, and I also... My first note was, I like the video game kind of start to it. So it's been funny that we've yeah. been talking about old school video games, because to me... Yep. This had that feeling um, of that kind of early video game. I just, I liked it. You know, it's it's an easy song to listen to. It's very positive. I like the, um, the vocal quality and the chorus. I feel like it's kind of, it doesn't require a lot to listen to this. You can kind of just go with it without being... Without anything being shoved on you, you know what I mean? You can just listen to it, enjoy the tune, enjoy the sounds. And it made me kind of think of Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. That sort of like summer. I mean, not the sound of the song, but the feeling that it evoked in me, I guess. Sort of that easy, summer, positive, fun, anything's possible kind of a feeling. That's That's what I got from it.
1: I like that. I think aesthetically or tonally, there is a similarity there. I like that comparison, Michelle. I will yeah. say, of the two, I vastly prefer. Everybody wants to rule the world. Oh my god!
3: Yes, a hundred percent. Well, I mean,
2: that's an iconic track, and this is just you know on the back half of uh, you know 2013 album.
3: This would be another song that would be nice to listen to while you're shopping at the mall. Like, oh, it's in the background, and I'm <laughs> human not- music. It's not you requiring <laughs> anything of me. If
2: I could go back to the the video game uh, thing that you brought up, are yes. any of you familiar with the uh, the genre of chip tune? Oh yes, I love chip tune.
3: <laughs> no, chip tune is using
2: where hardware.
1: Please go ahead. Yeah, Josh, you
2: sorry. take the guts out of like a Game Boy or an NES or an Atari or something, and basically you rig it. Up. I mean, you, I, me and my friend have been talking about like trying to actually do that. Uh, a lot of people fake it with synthesizers. You know, I can yeah. make any you know something sound like a Game Boy. But like the the authentic uh, chip <laughs> tune, yeah. Let's talk about authenticity <laughs> in chip tune music. Or you take t- actually chip tune music, yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Japan's table, and so you take the guts out of uh, of a Game Boy, and you basically mm-hmm. rig it up to a. You know, a keyboard controller. Yes, and I actually
3: think I've seen this on YouTube. Don't they yeah. have a couple of videos on there? Like from a couple oh, of, I a bet, of ago? sure. I bet if you Maybe? search just
2: "bare naked ladies Chiptune, you'd find hundreds. Oh, Cause, interesting! Because they might be Giants fans are really into it too. It's another kind of geeky, you know, sub genre kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, there's also a guy I found. I uh, found a treasure trove of Mario paint. Uh, Ooh, they might be giant covers. covers. You know, oh, I should yeah. see if I should see if there's any burning ideas for you guys for future episodes. Did you say it's chip, when,
3: tunes? Yeah, chip, chip tunes? Chip tune. Yeah, like you're taking the okay.
2: microchips out of
0: it. There's right. right. only one that I could find looking at it, and I'll I'll make sure I post it for this week. It's Pinch Me, okay. which is an eight bit chip tune. Yeah, so they'll do like for, for instance the the so NES. So anyone who's listening, yeah. Needs to go out and actually do chip tunes up, uh, and we'll post it do on some the show covers. if we haven't already covered that song.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome, <laughs> yeah. actually.
2: Um, but yeah, I'm you, gonna
0: start looking for that every week from here on out.
2: <laughs> I once did tweet out a request for a, a cover of a song that I could not find any covers of, and someone sent me a cover that was pretty well recorded in like the next five hours before I recorded the episode. <laughs> wow! Well, I, I put out, uh, I'm like, hey, who wants to cover this song? And someone actually did it.
1: <laughs> That's pretty great. That's awesome. I love the internet, man. Yeah, right. But yeah, it's like the old NES had uh, like I think it was like two, two square waveforms, a sawtooth waveform, and a noise channel, and that was all they had really to make all their music. And I I really uh, like have a huge, deep appreciation for these composers who composed for these early like sixteen and eight bit consoles because Mm -hmm. of the limitations. Placed upon them and how they would compose and things like that like the it's not as simple as just scoring it out you have to use these like tracker software and everything back in the day you well know, it's become a lot easier now as greg said you can get like these voices on a synth and just kind of replicate it but yeah i've actually been to a chiptunes concert where the guy had like <laughs> the guts of the systems out and has it hooked up to nice. a midi controller and it was really yeah. cool to see wow yeah.
3: that's cool
1: yeah the real, the real deal
0: now you guys are saying chiptune like with this song to me, and, and it might be related to Chiptune, to me, this song reminded me of a ringtone. Like the whole beginning of this song reminded me of a ringtone.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: Early ringtones were very much had that kind yeah. of 8 bit, 16 bit sound quality. So yeah. I for it me it was like, your a Motorola ring- Razer. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs>
3: <laughs> the little Nokia.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I found the Bare Naked Ladies uh, Big Bang uh, theme oh. in 8 bit. Oh, please so, send nice. that along. We already oh, did that episode, cool. I know. Oh. <laughs>
1: Sure. <laughs> here's, here's one That's of my cool. many,
0: many problems with this song. The beginning
3: of the song is...
0: <laughs> oh, I love it when you have a
3: problem with a song, Tracy. It just makes oh, me I, Tracy's happy. Tracy's Because Tracy, I I hate it. I hate Tracy it. is so oh, all boy. in. Um, wow. <laughs> I can't wait. Spill it. Tell me everything. The whole beginning of the song.
0: So first of all, I didn't like like... I like some ringtones. I didn't like this ringtone sound at the beginning of the song.
1: Yeah, you probably find Chiptune 3.
2: <laughs> then you might not like Chiptune then.
3: Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, like the old Mario Brothers and all, and Zelda and all that. I love those old things. I just, there was something about this I just didn't like. And it went on for 40 seconds. And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's drilling into me. And then it just kept going on in the background throughout the whole rest of the song. And I'm just, it's drilling through my brain. I even <laughs> tried to go back and listen to like cut out the first 40 seconds and start the song from there, from where the lyrics start up. And I still didn't like it because all I could hear was the that theme going over and over and over again throughout the whole song.
3: How interesting.
0: So then on the other end of it, so they got this really long Mm. intro, and then they have this really, really long outro as well. (laughs) It's a minute and 40 seconds long on the outro after the last word has been finished. they repeat the word daydreaming i think it was like 10 times to finish after that last one it goes another yeah. minute and 40 seconds of them just doing instrumental and i'm like that for a 5 minute and f- 30 second song that is much too long for me
3: that's <laughs> hilarious you don't Mm-mm. usually react this way to the bnl song very so rare. i i mean unless it's a kevin song it's very rare although i will say to <laughs> Right to me, this really didn't sound like a BNL song. It didn't sound like this is not why I go to listen no. to Bare Naked Ladies at all. But I, I mean, I like the song, and I actually had a note that I liked the outro. But again, it was because it was easy and it didn't require anything. I didn't have to do anything. I could just let it happen. It sounded
0: like a, a like you had mentioned a song that you would hear an instrumental to in the middle of the mall.
3: Yeah.
2: I don't know. It's a pretty cool mall if they're playing <laughs> stuff that's got chiptune elements in it. <laughs> they're,
1: they're playing it it's, they're uh, When playing I was at down GameStop. in Jamaica for work, I was at a Chinese-owned supermarket, and I heard this romantic saxophone playing, and I stopped pushing my car, and I looked up, and I was like, wait, is that the Blade Runner soundtrack? And it was. It was the romance theme from Blade Runner playing in a nice. Jamaican Chinese-owned supermarket. It was one of the that weirdest, most so surreal weird. experiences of my life. You're t- the it was original, really cool. Original player. <laughs> but it was super nice. weird. Wow. I kept expecting to lot. look up and seeing Sean Young somewhere or something. You know? <laughs> well, right. <laughs> so, okay. As far as I'm concerned, guys, I- I've mentioned how simple the song is. There's nothing wrong with simplicity. Uh-uh. Some of my favorite songs are very simple. A lot of like Beatles stuff, very simple. Yes. There's beauty in simplicity. Yes. But, having said that, I just can't help but feel like this song is a little half-baked. Yes. Even the ending is really abrupt, and I'm sure that was intentional, but I'm not sure why other than, hey, let's do something other than ending on resolving to the tonic. I think maybe if it's trying to evoke a daydream, you might be like thinking, well, if you're daydreaming, suddenly someone might say your name and you're snapped out of it. So maybe that's thematically that's what they were going for. But to Mm -hmm. me, it's just more... Mm -hmm. Ah, <laughs> I feel like this needed a little more time in the oven. Yeah. Um, I. I if it's something had, else I've no- like they had what? this
0: really cool tinkling of this keys and Ed like picking on the guitar at that at, in the outro. If they had done that throughout the whole song, that might have made it more interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, I I think Kevin's key work is probably the best part. Is the standout of this track, and you have that instrumental section where he's really yeah. going at it, and it's like that was really cool. I like that. Um, And the funny thing is, though, while this song is quite different from some of the others that we've heard off of Grinning Streak, I have to say that there's something tonally, or I don't have no idea if it's the way they EQ'd it or compressed it or something, but Grinning Streak, everything that I've heard off it thus far, has this feel to me that's so much more homogenous than any of the other albums that we've sampled. So anything like Gordon or Stunt or Maybe You Should Drive, they're so the dynamic range and the stylistic influences, it's its so much more diverse on those albums. And I, we've only probably covered four or five songs off Grinning Streak so far, maybe not even. But it seems like every time I run into this album, I'm like, eh, it's more the same, Meh. you know? And it's like, I don't know, yes. just something feels the same Meh. about it. And I can't quite...
3: It's yep. factory pressed. So, I mean...
2: <sighs> yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know, are they trying to... Sell a few <laughs> albums. I, yeah, I mean, they've out. been a band oh, for, for a long time yeah. at this point. So, yeah, are they trying to tap into a different it's kind possible. of audience? I mean, you don't want to – that's the hard thing. You don't want to alienate, I mean, you guys, you know, longtime fans by putting out something, you know, that, yeah, you think sounds too homogenous or something like that or too slick. I mean, not that they haven't had big-budget records mm. before this, but um, I'm just looking at the AllMusic review right now, and it, and it says uh, – uh, Grinning Streak finds the band sticking with the polished mature sound that they delved into on <laughs> nope. 2010 <laughs> uh, And they gave it they gave it three and a half stars as an album.
0: I wouldn't say it's their polished mature sound. I would say stunt. You
1: know, I don't I don't think it's a bad album. But to to be to your point, I'm not a long term fan. I before Tracy pulled me into this project, I knew yes. maybe a handful I could probably count on one hand, or definitely two, the songs that I knew by BNL. So I'm coming at this as a relative mm-hmm. newbie, just knowing most of the, the, the radio hits or whatnot. Um, and that's just an observation that I made. This album seems to be kind of homogenous, and you know, again, I okay. One thing I want to say as a musician, and I want to stress this: writing music, and especially finishing songs, is very, very difficult. It might seem easy to someone who's never done it. But let me tell you, and I know firsthand how difficult it is to pull something up from the depths of your subconscious and work and work and work and work and work on it, and then finally, at some point, make the assessment: okay, this is done, this is finished. Because it never feels finished. It doesn't to me, certainly. I never am like, okay, that I don't need to do. There's maybe one song I've ever written in my in my 15 years of writing music, or so. Probably more now. Oh wow, I'm getting old. <laughs> like 20 go, go years longer, of writing Aaron, music. Go. Um, uh yeah sure. I I I've I've it's I've probably about twenty probably only finished I probably started about three hundred songs and I probably only finished fifty or sixty.
0: I mean you of haven't those, even finished the movie yet. <laughs> of those songs, <laughs> there's maybe
1: one or two that I felt like, okay, that's definitely finished. I, I never really felt that with the others. I was always like I guess I gotta stop <laughs> trying to tweak this because I gotta move on to something else. So I guess this is good enough. And that that's always how it felt for me at least. So I understand this is a huge you know, it's 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 a job of work as much as it is anything else and I know how much effort must have gone into that. So to the BNL guys if you're listening, oh, we know you're listening. <laughs> of course. Please come <laughs> we know on. know the uh, uh, But Please please Ed don't And listen yeah, faithfully don't every think week. This personally, you know, of course I love so much your music, but just this this album <laughs> what I've heard from it thus far is just not really doing it for me overall. And uh, this is another example. This is not a bad song. I would say it's above average in the pantheon of like what a song could be. Yeah. But again I have to compare it to all the other you know, alcohol, alternative girlfriend A just to start some of the A's. Yeah, conventional Conventioners. Um Well what do
2: you guys think about the albums that they've
1: come after this? We uh Silverball? Uh we've uh, a, a few Silverball from the... comes
0: after this. That didn't do well. Um fake news has been sort of a recovery for them. They've done better with fake news. Um, than they did with Silverball.
2: So even you guys, you you like that? Is that is that their return to form?
0: Uh, uh, fake nudes is probably like a rebound from Silverball, in my opinion, back to probably about this level. But I wouldn't say no. okay, it's like <laughs> so a full that. recovery back to old form we're, we're
1: the foolish title enough is... to still be pulling for a steven steven page and bnl reunion but we you know that's not likely yes. to happen <laughs>
2: yeah you know guys honestly not until i was you know we decided that we would do our little crossover here that i was like oh uh let me see what yeah. they've been up to lately
0: wait the guy's yeah. not in the band anymore he's like the guy, <laughs> the guy. Yeah.
1: no he's, he's one of the guys his
0: last album was absolutely
1: amazing <laughs> michelle and i he's the bare naked lady yes so i want to say that i will go ahead to me mm,
3: well i was going to veer off into a subject about steven but really to me and i'm an old school fan like i haven't even listened to the only new stuff i've listened to is because of this podcast but Uh um and i'm admitting that i'm saying it out loud um but to me, <laughs> we are recording,
2: you
3: know. We are recording. This is gonna be, I'm outing myself. Um, to me, the magic of the bare naked ladies is when Stephen and Ed mm. do their thing and the spills his between messy guts. And
1: it's so funny you mentioned that. Yes, what I was to about me, to say that's... was I was gonna make a comparison to Pink Floyd. Now, there are some people who Ooh. are very much like in the fish fan, hippie category, who love early Piper at the Gates of Dawn, mm-hmm. Sid Barrett, Pink Floyd. But for me, yeah. Pink Floyd will Mm -hmm. always be, like, basically, you know, Dark Side of the Moon, Animals, Wish You Were Here. That's the golden era for me. And then it started to veer off, like, with The Wall. Roger Waters started to be more of a control freak. And then it was, like, the final cut, which is practically a a Roger Waters solo album. And then they split. And Roger Waters has made some really good music. And Pink Floyd made some really good music without Roger Waters. I like Division Bell. There's some really good stuff on there. But they never, to me, alone could have reached the height of their powers together. And when they they bounced off each other. Roger mm. Waters had that really edgy uh, just nonconformist, angry. angry attitude, and the really, really the interesting contrast between like the the ferocity of the lyrics and sometimes the sensitivity of the music. And then David Gilmore has this wonderful blues sensibility and amazing ability to make the guitar sing and mm. be very melodic and tasteful. And just when they combine together, there's nothing like it. And you, you never get quite yes. to the same again. So it's always it's always sad for me to see a band that I think works better together end up splitting. Even if you know, I'm sure. If they're happier apart like like with a, like parents in a divorce maybe maybe it's good for everybody it's yes. better for everybody but it is it's sad that you saw but it you still saw the, the golden <laughs> time and you wish you could return to it yeah.
3: you still yeah, need yeah, therapy right. about it mom and dad well, are fighting so, again <laughs> i'm i'm sure you guys
1: have
2: touched on this in other episodes and i i just haven't listened to them all how dare you is, was it any result <laughs> of his i know right he he could didn't he have like a uh, alcohol problem? He had a, he had a cocaine
1: problem.
3: Something He had many problems. He's got a lot of things going on. He those funny men and their <laughs> cocaine.
1: <laughs> it usually I so mention
2: something in like every the episode.
1: F- the it, it it does it does relate <laughs> to it because they were having an image problem. They were just doing some like some children's albums <laughs> <laughs> around uh-huh. the time where he was busted for cocaine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he
0: did get caught three days before they were supposed to go to disney and play like that
1: <laughs> bad timing definitely <laughs> Whoops.
3: with a pile of cocaine <laughs> like on the Scarface, table right? with a young woman who was not his wife oh wow yeah, that that that's was really bad timing and, and yeah, i mean this, love not you a
0: he's,
2: I
3: mean, and he's stuff, with right? her today oh, still yes. so yeah. they're married they're married oh the woman that he, he, okay he so was he married to somebody else when he, he was, was doing he was cocaine to with to Carolyn at the time, though. Yes. Not a good look. The mother of his children. Mm. No. But if you listen to every single <laughs> song of his from the beginning of time up until then, it's all there. Oh, it yeah. shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Here's here's what it's I all think. I love by you, Stephen Page. We know you're <laughs> Please listening. Please come on the Please show. Please come we love on you. and talk to me about this. Okay. Please come
0: on again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So here's what I think the problem is with this album. And I think that it happens with many of the albums afterwards. I actually really enjoyed their album after Stephen left. There are a lot of really good songs on that. And I think that bands make their best music and artists make their best music when there is angst, when there is bitterness, when there are feelings that, that are driving them. And they need to process. One that drives really good music, and after their album before this one, they recover. So, and this is their recovery album. This is their album where they're feeling happier, they're feeling better. They've they've basically I, hit acceptance level in their grief process. It's for the most part a happy album, and it's hard with other songs that are on here like "Crawl" and "Boomerang." To sound angsty well, when you're not that's feeling That's kind of my angsty. theory:
1: is that too much success is really bad for art, because <laughs> I think the best art comes out of processing. Yeah. You know, for me at least, I know it's been very therapeutic to have music to write a song or something if I need to process negative emotions. I, I, one of my favorite moments <laughs> in my life is my mom recorded with like one of those old camcorders. You know what I mean? Back uh, this was like early two thousands one of my, my first concerts ever at the music hall at UMA where I went to college and I, I hear her mm-hmm. <laughs> this. Okay. But it's a little bit of background on me. I have a band called the second child. Uh, very, very uh, dark. It, it was my way of dealing, again, with my negative emotions, right? So I had a song where I had this really kind of dark, depressing guitar riff, and then I, I brought out this Fisher-Price record player, and I put on the Bambi record by Disney, <laughs> and I put my finger on the record to slow it down so it sounded really yep. weird and demonic. <laughs> and around this point, I hear my mom Ooh. lean over to my sister who's sitting next to me and go, Aaron's music is so dark that was after uh mom it died. was very yeah, dark tracy has been there he's heard, he's heard my stuff i own i own the album Thank i love for... the album i don't
0: play it with my kids in the car but i do love the album i appreciate it I appreciate it's hard it. to play long slow elevator ride to hell with That's your kids true. in the car true. <laughs>
1: I you think did. I got yeah. the name of that. Right. I I yeah, okay. Oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> there you go. No, I just, always <laughs> have to mess up stuff. But yeah, so I mean, you know, I don't I don't know. Maybe that's just me being being so jaded. This
0: this song is really it is, positive. that's a
1: good like, thing overall, right? Like
0: I I'm gonna teach you not to believe in me. Like, I have these dreams, I believe in myself, I'm gonna go for what I want. And I'm going to teach you to not believe in me. You're going to have it coming to you kind of in a positive way to not believe in me. You'll see soon that you were wrong. But not in a like, ha-ha yeah. kind of like way, but in a like, eh, it's all right. You'll figure it out someday kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, I can't really connect with you on that.
1: Well, <laughs> so here's my biggest problem, I think. You guys know I'm, I'm all over the map, uh, musically speaking. Do you Are you guys familiar with the hip-hop artist Lupe Fiasco? Lupe Fiasco. Oh, yeah. Kick Push is one of my favorites. He, he did a song called Daydreaming song. as well. And it samples an amazing song that I absolutely love called Daydream in Blue by iMonster. And it has wonderful, fantastic voc- backing vocals by Jill Scott. And it's a beautiful song. And if I'm oh. hearing a song called Daydream, and it's not really doing it for me, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'd rather be listening to oh. Daydream.
3: <laughs> Where's Jill Scott? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, in this, this song, the, like the whole time yeah. I was listening to it, I'm like, if you're going to go on this theme, a much better version of a song that's on this theme is the Philosophy song by Ben Folds 5. Like that mm. whole, like, you know what? You don't believe in me? but Because there's a little bit of angst, a little bit of anger behind that. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't believe in me. And you can hear it in the and its keyboards. It's, it's a keyboard-driven song. In- interesting comparison. But well, there's it's Ben Folds. That, a <laughs> little bit of anger in there And that gets you to feel emotions And I don't feel emotions with this song I think that's one of the things that is Missing for me
2: Can't just Can't can't chillaxing be an emotion man Just chillaxin <laughs> over here It I, can Greg, be It just isn't going Greg, to Greg, can I, can Maybe I the ask, gift
3: of this go, song is that you don't Greg, have Geographically
2: to where anything? are you located you can I, I can't recall I'm sorry Uh I am in Lafayette, okay. Indiana. I grew up in Chicago, though. I'm only a You're few loser. hours away from Chicago, hour north of Indianapolis. I am. I've lived in Indiana almost as long so as I've So I was going
1: to guess, are I you like on the, the West no, Coast at this or something? Because West Coast peeps tend to be a little more chilled out. But maybe, I don't know about the Midwest. Maybe they're more chilled out. We East Coasters are way uptight. We are we're super angry all the time. Any, anyone who's in front of us is not in front of us. They're in our way. So, like, that is, we're very much hey. passive-aggressive. Yeah, I'm driving here. Exactly. We're a little
0: bit less than Boston, no, yeah, yeah. but it's up there.
1: My, my
2: sister lives in uh, Waterton, Watertown in uh so
1: Last I don't man. know. Maybe you're just a little yeah. more in touch with your chill side than we are, but <laughs> I don't know. You
2: know, I'm. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. I said, I'm a music teacher, so I'm. I'm doing music all day long, and um, I mean, I'm. You know, I teach a lot of. Uh, I try to make the music, you know, stuff of substance. Mm. There's so much kids' music out there yeah. that sucks, but like with my kindergartners, I'm doing all this old folk stuff, like Ella nice. Jenkins and Pete Seeger, and oh, Montgomery. nice, very cool my first graders i'm actually my first graders i'm actually prepping Ooh. for they might be giants man i would have right loved now. having That's you as a music nice. teacher really <laughs> <laughs> Nice. And, and i'm doing these folk dances these old uh, new england folk dances with my oh, second and cool. third graders and playing my accordion a lot so i'm like making music of all kinds like all day and sometimes like a lot of times on the way home i'll i'll listen to podcasts i mean they can be about music but i'd almost rather just listen to like some grown-ups talk about yeah. something than like, you no, know, I totally get, get that. Kids flapping their gums at me, or like you know, singing you know, so you- kids songs. So it's it's kind of nice. So this song kind of yeah. you know played in the same way, where it's kind of okay. like this is not a song. Like if I put this on for kids, they'd be like, <laughs> be like, come on, you know. But, but for me, I was just like,
0: yeah, okay, this hits the spot right now. So so building off that idea, Greg, I played mm-hmm. this in the car a couple of times this week with my kids in the car because I was you know I, that's where I do most of my yeah. driving. And my son's response was that he thought this was a kid's really? song. He was actually kind of like, Okay, really? so when do I give my opinion about this song? I'm like, Oh my gosh, um, this hilarious. isn't on the kids album, buddy. He's like, but <laughs> this is a kid's song. <laughs> He's like, I give it an eight point five out of ten. And it would be higher if the singer wasn't saying dang dreaming. Dang dreaming. Because he thought that the singer was swearing <laughs> Diddly over dang and over
1: dreaming here.
2: On the kids' album, yeah. Oh, and his response was,
0: "They should. They when I told him it was no, 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 buddy, yeah. it's, it's daydreaming." He's like, "Well, that should be clearer. They should be record <laughs> that." You
1: want to leave room for misinterpretation <laughs> there. So that's so that,
0: Like that makes me ask you, what's the? Is it just me or did Jim do something with his voice? It sounds very electronic. It sounds like he's using that what do they call it Auto-tune. auto recorder auto. Auto-tune? auto-tune? Um, is he auto-tuning his I, yeah, voice in the song? There might be some auto-tune
1: there. I, I think I it's didn't more just like time. processing. To, they they kind of make it uh, a little... They, you can do that with EQ. You can make it kind of float a little bit above the mid-range of the guitars and stuff and make it a little more ethereal. Uh, what do you think, Greg? I mean,
2: it could be... Comp- it could, I think it could be... Uh, like, even though it's a pretty gentle vocal, yeah. it could be compressed a bunch so that the uh, so the dynamic range is very consistent. You know, it brings the peaks down and, and and raises you know the the softer parts. So it's just like very, I mean, monotone wouldn't be the right word. Monodynamic, mono-dynamic, yeah. yeah. suppose. Homo- homogenous. <laughs> just very, very, yeah, right. And I mean, th- this is the issue with like a lot of big mm. budget records. I mean, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, with the loudness wars. We talked about that last wars. week
1: with Susan, actually. Now, <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. All right. So, obviously, this song is not trying to win the Latin Swords, but even even a soft song. My friend was telling me about, oh, some like New Metal Band did a cover of the Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. (laughs) Yeah, and he's like, it was the most aggressive acoustic guitar vocal song (laughs) I've ever heard. (laughs) And And the people's out and brave. Right, but he yeah, was yeah, even yeah, saying yeah. from a production standpoint, like, a guy's strumming really an acoustic front. guitar, in but your then face. you just, like, smash it so that, like, <clears throat> right, you think, like, oh, it's nice and chill, but then, like, if you drop the MP3 yeah, into, yeah. like, your your recording like software, the waveform, square. like, it's an acoustic yeah. guitar, but yeah. it's, like, it's just, like, no peaks or valleys. It's just, like, <laughs> and I, I don't no, think this song is guilty of that, but <clears throat> as far mm-hmm. as, like, compressing it, like, synths, especially analog synths, are pretty Anyways, naturally yeah. compressed. Agreed. You don't have to put compressors on synthesizers. It's a very kind of flat tone as it is. Drum machines, same thing. You don't need to worry about that. Um, I mean, recording real drums. You're putting compressors on, like, everything. Mm-hmm. But everything's already got this kind of chill, like, electronic, robotic kind of just very controlled, compressed sound. And so maybe they did the same thing to the vocals and just kind of smash them into this little robot uh, Thing without making them sound like a robot, exactly. <laughs> Though there are plugins called Bit Crushers where you can get that kind of chiptune. Have you ever played with played with that? Those kind of plugins, have not. Bit Crushers. No. I mean, I mean, I could send you my track for this podcast, and I, as, I could sound like a robot if you'd like. <laughs> I, I <laughs> for the I entire have episode, you, I have you or like right here, it. like right here, I'll just turn into it. Right here, I'll just yeah. like. I peel on <laughs> I, I actually it's have so this really cool, cool piece of gear That's called hilarious. the voice box. It's
1: an electro harmonics uh, voice box, and it's really cool. It can, it, any audio signal that you put into it alongside your vocals, it can use to modulate the signal. So you can even play like a guitar yes. and be basing. It'll it will produce harmonies automatically based on the chord that you're playing on the guitar. It's pretty sweet. Sure, it's pretty slick. Yeah. Um, I'm a big, yeah, I'm a they big got big fan some of nice stuff. I got a bunch of pedals. But uh so I, I out of a, I keep I keep forgetting, I wanna I wanna suggest you, you excited me when you said you were talking about like old school old timey folk songs and stuff. I'm a big fan of that stuff. So I don't know if you already uh, are are yeah. using it in your curriculum, but I highly recommend New York Girls, Can't You Dance the Polka? Awesome, awesome song. I'll I'll put post the mm. link there.
2: Huh. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm game for pretty much anything.
0: So do we have anything else that we want to add in for this for this song?
2: Yeah, I, Okay, I found something. You guys ever yes, go on the lyrics website, yeah. No.
0: Yeah, so I was
2: looking up just the lyrics because I'm like, okay, the lyrics are pretty simple, but let me make sure I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hearing them right. And on one site, uh, I think just like the Google Play lyrics that usually pop up just if you're using Google or whatever, uh, had uh, hold the phone, turn off the fax mm-hmm. machine, like... A fax machine as if you were in the 90s. Machine. And then I go on Genius and it says, turn off the yeah. facts. As in, like, that's a fact. The facts. That's clever. Machine. Oh. And then someone annotated it and said that the CD liner notes say, facts machine.
0: Facts as in F A C T S. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's interesting.
2: Well, now this song takes on
0: a <laughs> whole new meaning. <meme. laughs> Dude, get a, deep I like here. That you're
1: calling a computer a machine since you can you can go and find all sorts of alternative <laughs> yeah. facts on social media if you want to. Oh.
3: <laughs> that's crazy. That's interesting because yeah. I I thought
0: it was facts F A yeah, X I as well. It was facts.
2: Yeah, I mean that's yeah because that's just naturally what your ear's going to hear at least if you're our <laughs> ages. <laughs> right, I don't think <laughs> I don't think kids uh, know what a fax machine is anymore. Though my school still has
1: one. I don't I was know.
0: Say, I still use them. You do? Yeah. Every now and then, I have to send documents places and get it there. I'm quick, guessing those so. are government places, rather than mm-hmm.
3: well, especially it. where it's hold right. the phone and then turn off the fax machine. Like it feels like right. It would make sense, like a telephone and then a. fax machine. But these days, a the fax machine could easily
1: be a computer. So I think that's that's. Uh, you know, if you're you're plugged into Wikipedia, your computer is acting as a fax machine. <laughs> True.
3: So, so, not,
1: the, and, yeah. not the news media though. <laughs> Those Alternative facts, fa- like fa- I said. Fax. But like, okay, so <laughs> I, I want to preface. I know we're we're gearing up to to end here, and before I give a score, I want to say this. Look, I'm still recovering from my nasty bout with the flu, and and I've been. Oh my God. Yeah, It's been it it's awful. been like a month plus. It's been awful. I'm I'm in a bad yes. mood because oh. I didn't sleep well last night, so <laughs> if I seem overly harsh when I give when I give a, a a number here, just keep that in mind. And also bear in mind, maybe next January when we're doing our another round of resolutions, I may in indeed increase my score. <laughs> maybe I'll be kinder in retrospect. But oh, uh, that's, that's me. Oh, is that something you guys did? You, yeah, we
2: have a New Year's episode fought, where we, we like, maybe changed scores. a few scores. That's fun.
3: Adjusted our
2: regrets
4: <laughs> episode. Regrets, <laughs> I've had
1: a few. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I have one from doing that. I forgot you did <laughs> that. Yeah, mm. you, well, you, you have a second regrets episode <laughs> about the regrets you had about the resolutions episode. <laughs> I, I regret everything I said on the resolutions episode.
0: Take it all back. <laughs> so Greg, I don't know if you're familiar. We do zero to five. Okay. Um, and, and Michelle will give us our scoring of what, of what the,
3: our category, the, the category okay. is, what our week. rating, how we're rating it. Sure. Um, so it's, I love all our discussion for this week. Um, sorry to take over Tracy. Uh, nope.
0: That's what okay. I was I,
3: Okay. I felt like you were handing it over. Um, so yes, zero is the lowest, five is the highest, but, my original category for our scores for this week was eight bits, but I'm changing it to eight bit chip tunes because I feel like <laughs> that was the because chip tunes is actually the thing I was looking for, but I couldn't think of it. And I'm like, well, it's the eight bit thing for Mario Brothers, um, or Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. So chip tunes. I mean, that, that is, works is, too. Yeah, yeah. It works too. So, um, as our guest. Well do we want the guest to go first yeah. or last? Sure.
2: No. First? <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Or I can Too I'll, much go first. Pressure. I'll Too give much my rating first.
3: Okay. <laughs> so I give this song and and once Aaron said this in our regrets yeah. episode, this is how I go. Two point five is the middle. That's the that's a C. That's the middle. Of the road. Okay. I actually like this okay. song a little bit more than that. So I give this song a 2.75 chip tunes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my rating for the score. Because I feel like it's a slightly, you know, like, it's fine. If it's on, I'm going to listen to it. I don't hate it. It doesn't send me over the edge. It doesn't make me feel anything. But it's, it's fine. You know, it's okay. So I'm giving it a 2.75. Okay. Okay. Should we so, move? So Who wants to go next? I,
2: I, I can, I can. That's second. A going second is fine for me. Greg, yeah. already pushed how many chip
3: tunes? Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, is that a reference to something? I don't know.
3: <laughs> Greg, how many chip tunes do you give this oh. song?
2: Uh, you know, I, I do like it a lot. I mean, when I was looking through the spreadsheet trying to decide on something that was coming up, uh, you know, in the not too distant future for you guys, um. I was just kind of going through them, like I have no idea what the song is. And as soon as I heard that intro, I'm I'm just such a sucker for synth stuff and that chip tune stuff. And I've never done legit chip tune. Like every time I hear a, a chip tune cover or something, or th- I'm just a sucker for it. And so a lot of chip tune is kind of silly, and that's kind of the point. This one is like, it's a. It, it, it's it's a it's a there grown man's chip tune. It's uh, you know it's man's more <laughs> It's uh nice. yeah it's um yeah it's there like the go. jazz of chip tune. No, I appreciate it. But I'll, you know I was so I listened to it a bunch uh, after school today, and I had my my nearly six month old daughter. She was. Uh, Aww. You know, I had just ate and was just kinda hanging out on my <laughs> knee as I was like surfing, looking up stuff about bare naked ladies and whatever. And uh and she was she was grooving on it. It was just like in a kind of nice little song, got home from nice. work and she's just kinda like bopping along, you know, we I'm bopping around my knee too, and she was she was digging it and uh I uh I don't know, maybe that influenced my opinion but I do think, well, yeah, it's not the you know the some earworm that's you're it's going to be stuck in your head for days and it's going to top the charts, you know. But it, it's a very uh, enjoyable song, in my opinion. Uh, so I'm going to give it a three point two uh, chippy chippy tunes. Very very nice. good.
3: They're very very decent. good. That's yeah. a respectable. That's offer. a decent score. I think that that's good. That
1: seems uh, good to me.
3: All right. So Aaron (laughs) or Tracy, I I actually have a feeling something about the way Tracy was speaking
1: earlier that he actually may be drinking even more haterade than I am this week. So I'm going to go ahead and I don't know, we'll see. So Michelle, you and I once again are very, very closely aligned. I I also like this. I think this is an above average tune. I think it's very well done. It's a very it's a it's a very competently produced tune. I'm not I mean that sincerely, not not like in a, any kind of sneering way. And it's uh it's uh, I agree with Greg. It's aesthetically pleasing. You know, it's very pleasant to listen to. Yeah. And sometimes that's all you want or need it out is. of a tune. Um but you know, I got to you know, I got to in my mind compare it to the what must be 50 plus songs now that we've we've already Listened to during the course of this, uh, and I, you know, I it just can't compare to some of the other ones, and even the threes. So I'm, i gonna give it a, a solid and above average two point seven chip tunes out of five.
3: There we go, very all good. Right. All right, Tracy. All it's right, all you. <laughs> uh,
0: There's a definitive Uh-oh. pattern here. Uh-oh. If it's a Kevin song, <laughs> I'm the hater. Um, <laughs> what, do you,
2: what, what did he run
1: over
0: your Poor dog? Kevin. leave him alone. What's the history here? <laughs> I, there are Kevin songs I love. I know we have not hit them yet. I know. Yeah. We should have Kevin come he, on he, and have he the music. You can
1: interview you, Tracy, like, why are you? you such a meanie?
3: Let's work it out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's work Where is it out. Where's this coming from?
1: Tell me about He'll your only come on if
3: I'm not there.
2: <laughs> yeah, what happened to you as a child? What, what Kevin beat what you is, up in elementary school? Which
3: is funny because <laughs> the transference. nicest of the v Oh, clearly the <laughs> nicest. Sweetest, nicest, kindest. All right. I, yeah. I've said a lot about
0: this song already, and so I'm going to keep it yeah. relatively short. I'm not a fan of this song. I Ooh. wouldn't play it again.
2: <laughs> wow.
0: It's, n- I, it's not one that's on my playlist. It won't be going so on my 4.2. playlist. So 4.2. Two. <laughs> oh. Did you say wow. two? A two.
1: Well, I'm that glad Greg is, was here to balance you out. Is sir. that your
0: lowest? <laughs> I No, know, yeah. know, another one of his, Vegetable Town, is yeah, a 1.75. I, I can't
1: five. see rating oh, this. Right. I do love this more than Vegetable Town. I can't see rating this Town. below the so. bulk of the children's songs, but I guess that's just a difference between you and me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: if, if you have to listen to the children's songs as much as I do, then Fair you get to like Fair them a little bit more.
3: Wow, so that leaves us with 2.66 Okay, pretty close to what I was reading it, so I'm okay with this. And that brings it right below Yeah, Bring above it Home, Best Damn Friends. Which is... Yep. Yep.
1: <laughs> all right interesting I, I know
0: we're running short on time here so i'm gonna throw for an appearance this week um i'm gonna change my appearance <laughs> you don't need to do that tracy not,
1: not you're that good enough the way you are
3: <laughs> I'm gonna Z- don't let anyone <laughs> <laughs> tell you
1: otherwise i
3: thought you were bleaching your hair i didn't know what that was all about now that makes sense okay um, <laughs> <laughs> no i'm gonna change the appearance that i'm covering for this week um
0: bnl just released a song with Kim Mitchell this week. Now, you may remember from earlier podcasts, Kim Mitchell, uh, the Ed, Ed Robertson was in one of the early videos mm. for Kim Mitchell. Um, he was in the audience. He's obviously a big fan. Uh, Kim Mitchell asked them if they would like to do some kind of cover with them, and they said, I would love to do Diamonds, Diamonds. Um, he doesn't usually re-record songs he's already done, but he's like, I would love to do that. This is one of those soft tunes that is absolutely gorgeous to listen to. Mm,
3: I mean, this doesn't nice.
0: cover it because it's a Kim Mitchell tune co- featuring Bare Naked Ladies. So we, we aren't gonna cover it. But I mean, if we were gonna cover it, I would give this an easily in the fours, maybe even like ha- mid fours. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous harmonious tune with um. all this great playing by Kevin and beautiful singing by Kim M- Mitchell and the guys. So please, I'm gonna put it in the liner notes. Please go out and listen to the song. I'm gonna, you can also download it. I don't know where the money goes to. I don't know if it's for a cause, but just buy <laughs> it. It is beautiful. <laughs> so, and speaking of appearances, Michelle, is there something different about you this week? Did you cut your hair? Because I almost cut my hair. And it, what's that you're wearing around your neck? Is that is that a Southern cross? <laughs> I. I, I don't know, but I, I, I just—I I just think you have a heart of gold. You're just—I I don't know. <laughs> well, anyways, I'm not going to carry on any longer, and I'm going to get to yeah. next week's song, which is going to be "Deck the Stills." <laughs> if you didn't get all the nice little throwouts that I threw in there, you will next week. Okay. But um bummed Thank you very okay. much, okay. Greg, Thank you, Greg, for joining us. Always a pleasure. Give us Thank a Girl. Plug please. Plug your podcast, please.
2: Okay, yes. Yeah, so you can find well you can hear my dog barking right now. And she'll tell you. Boy, she'll tell you that you can find uh, this might be a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, all the stuff. Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> she's, she's a fan. Yeah.
3: What's that,
2: Lassie? Uh so, yeah. <laughs> Timmy, down the old well. This might be a podcast. <laughs> falling down a well. Yeah. Uh so uh we're on Twitter at This Might be a Pod. Um yeah, and uh, Facebook.com slash this might be a podcast. So I guess those would be the places
3: nice. to
2: go. Yeah, go on and listen. And if you're if you're a fan, yeah, I have done episodes with uh both Marty Bellard the drummer and Danny Wankoff, the bassist. And when they come back from Australia uh, hopefully someday I can get the Johns on. I have been in touch with their management uh, wow. through those interviews with those two guys. So uh, here's hoping. So check out This Might Be Podcast. Thanks for having me Thanks on. Thanks for coming on. You're that welcome. Awesome.
0: That's Please fine. go out and listen to his podcast. I've, I've only caught in a handful of the episodes, but they are absolutely amazing and entertaining to listen to. So go out there and listen to those. Thanks. And thank you guys for joining us next week. Join us next week for Deck the Stills.
1: We'll see you then, guys.
0: (laughs) Bye.
3: Thanks for listening.
1: (laughs) Thanks. That was fun. Don't forget. No regrets. Except maybe
2: one. If I smushed a million puppies.